Hello, everybody. Um, I'm not going to say it because you know it's who it is. <laughs> Trying to break that habit. Um, yeah, today I just want to talk about some mad um, hospital escorts I've been on or transfer um, that I've been on. Uh, most of them go quite all right. You know, the, the prisoner gets quite chatty uh, because. There's just like three of us in the in the car or the minibus. Um so most of them are quite good and they're not really worth nothing happens on them. But you get the odd the odd mad ones. Um quite a couple of them anyway, yeah. One of them was doing um I was driving, he was taking this um person down to to um a mental health secure unit down in London. Um, and as usual, I just like, you know, I, I'm not bothered what you do, mate. I'm just, I'll just set you. So, um, and uh, yeah, so we're travelling down in the van, and uh, it's all quiet, you know, we're getting down there, the pissing M25. Um, oh, God, I hate that motorway. Um, so, yeah, and then all of a sudden he starts fucking acting a bit weird in the back. Um, like leaning dead forward, and uh, which he shouldn't have been allowed to do. We'll all go into that. And so, like, talking these fucking weird voices and stuff to me. So, like, what the f- what What's going on here? So I just turned round and uh, I said to me, just sit back and shut up, I'm trying to drive, man. Stop fucking mibering me, I know where I'm going. And uh, he gave me this look and I thought, oh shit. Um, and he just, every time I looked in the rear mirror, because I usually, obviously use the side mirrors because there's people in the back. He's fucking just staring at me like shit. So anyway, I just thought, oh fucking bollocks, if he's going to do something, he's going to do something. <laughs> Um, yeah, so we get down to the hospital, um, and we walk in, and uh, we stood there, they made us stand there, like, cuffed up to this prison, like, I've got the paperwork in my hand, obviously, because I'm not cuffed to him, and they make us stand there in reception, all these people coming in and out, and he's fucking mad, like, looking round and forth. He kicks off in here now, mate. You've been in a bit of a quandary when it's that, like a, a secure hospital. Because once you're in their building, technically, we've still got the paperwork, so technically we've got to deal with him. Um, and it's like quite a bit of a twitchy wait. Because um, it's not very nice having to deal with someone when. Members of the public are coming in, or visitors are coming in, or delivery men are there, innit? And you're. But yeah, it seemed a bit weird to me that the Mayfield's a secure hospital, yet they're keeping us standing there in reception with this obviously not very well person, and being nice there, um, cuffed cuffed to two officers and um, growling at people, so. Fucking hell. So. Gets to the reception and she's like, "Yes." I'm like, what? 
can you not? So I explained to her, and um, we still stood there about five, ten minutes before a member of staff come through with his little keypad and stuff. Um, so as soon as we get through that door, this idiot starts playing up. Um, I think he's just showing off, because he'd been there before, so the staff who met us knew him. So, technically, again, even though we're in their corridor, I, we've not handed him over, so he's still our fucking problem. Um, and he's proper showing off, and one of the staff members said, listen, mate, calm down. And he's fucking giving it out. And <laughs> so, uh, we... This is when I've calmed down a lot, don't forget. So I'm like, I'm stood behind them, walking behind them. And I obviously thought, if he starts, I'm going to have to get his head. Because obviously they're cut to him. So I went in front of him and I was walking in front of him. And uh, we go through this other door and there's about six fucking members of staff stood there. Oh, that was it then, mate. He started acting the right bollocks. Uh, and and proper playing up. Um, so we went in this room and he started taking the cuffs off. So I've handed the paperwork over, so now it's their responsibility, obviously. Um, so uh, we took him through and um, they said to him, you're going into isolation. So that was it, he went fucking nut, he went to ape shit. But we'd uncuffed him by then. Well, I just said that. So, it's not really our place to be getting involved in the CNR. Uh, so, you get all these six staffs around him. And then this manager says, oh, can you walk with us? Like, well, well, yeah, if you, you've asked. But technically, we can't do nothing. Um, but, yeah. So, we walk with him to this... And he's going, he's not fighting, he's just gobbing off, like he's showing off. So um, we took him in, we took him into this room, and um, eventually got him in, but then he kicked off. So the manager says, oh, can you help us? And we're like, well, no, not really, we can't. He's six of them there, and they wanted us to, wanted us to, re, to restrain him on our own, just the three of us, and we're like, well, not really, no, because technically he's, he's your prisoner now. So he says to me, <laughs> he says to me, I don't know why, this, maybe because I'm the old man, he said to me, well, you'll have to take him back. I said, fucking what, have to take him back, mate? It's your responsibility. That warrant says on the paperwork to deliver him to you. You took it off me and signed it, so unless you can give me another warrant saying he's coming back to us, then uh, sorry, but it's your problem. Uh, and then we stepped out of the room then because, you know, we're not, I'm not getting, we're not getting involved. Um, so this bloke manager goes, oh, you'll have to wait in another room, and I says, yeah, no problem. Um, just let us out and we'll go. Yeah, yeah, but... And then they understood, they were right there, but we're a bit... I said, yeah, OK, we'll wait. So I'm waiting in this room, um, and I said to this member of staff, can you let us out, please? And he goes, oh, I haven't got a card. I said, oh, OK. Um, and then they get a message from over their radio 
saying, oh, we got him in the room, but um, the lock, the lock's broke. And I'm like, what? See, it's like us taking someone to seg and the seg put him in a cell with all lot. Uh, if, if the lock's broke, then they've already tried it, so they'll know. So I'm like, what the fuck? So I said to this, another member of staff come in who'd been involved. Actually, it was the one that brought us um, through. So I says, I said to him, can you let us out, please? To be honest, I was dying for the smoke, to be fair. Um, and he's like, well, I can't. So the manager gives permission. I said, mate, you can. Because prefix, one thing, we're not prisoners. We're not residents of your home. So technically, you're keeping me against my will. So I said, yes, you let us out. Um, and, he, and he was humming and ahhing, and he, like, he wouldn't make a decision until his manager come out. But this idiot was trying to fix a locked door in an in isolation cell. Why wouldn't you check that first before you put someone in there? Anyway, so we're there about 10 minutes, and I'm getting a bit pissed off. So this bloke comes in, like, into the office, saying, leaves his door open. No, as he was coming in, I grabbed the door, said, right, I'm off. I didn't have a fucking clue how to get out, but... So I walked out the door. Uh, next thing, he, you can't walk round here on the company, so you better fucking accompany me then. I said, just walk round, because I'm, I, I, I'm not... Legally, I'm not... You're keeping me here like I'm a prisoner, and I'm not... And she's like... <laughs> so I uh, got two mates, and we went outside. Um. But they'd knocked up the property. Maybe that was probably our fault, but obviously we don't want to stood in reception with a load of bags in case he kicked off. So um, one of the officers like, yeah, I'll take it in. Said, oh, thank fuck, I want to smoke. So I'm sat, stood next to the van, and I lit a cigarette, I was smoking it. And this stroppy cow come out to me, she says, this is a snow-smoking site. You have to put no put that cigarette out. I said, I'm not putting the cigarette out. So um, I sat in the van with the door open. I said, this is a fucking not your no smoking site, is it? And I just sat there in the van smoking. I had the door open. My feet were outside. I weren't actually smoking in the van because that's illegal. Um, yeah, so I sat in the van with my legs dangling out. Um, I'm in a fag. Um and my mate was waiting there like a good 10 minutes before they'd see him and take this property off him because I'm sure they were trying to send him back to us, you know. But, uh, you know, it's just simple that some people, they can't handle him, so, oh, take him back. Uh, no. We've travelled him down here on a warrant. We'd have to inform the police. We were on our way and everything. Um, and then apparently we found out he, this mad, this person was like a proper... What well, I don't know, criminally insane. He, he, he yeah, I'm having him growling at me through the fucking mirror all the way home, all the way down there. So, yeah, that was one. Uh, and it, it's surprising how some of these um, mental health facilities staff talk to prison officers as though we're fucking mongs. Uh, sorry, I shouldn't use that word. As though we're idiots. Um, like, yeah. Send him back, take him back then. No. <laughs> what? Um, 
gladly with our all experience, so we wouldn't have fell for that one. But maybe what if they sent new people there and they thought they had to? And asking us to restrain someone for them in their place, you can't now. Can't do that unless he's attacking one of us. Obviously, we'd have to then, because it's protecting yourself. So, yeah, that was a bit of a mad one. Um, so, actually, that was like my second trip to London that that week, because I, I, we took someone down to be... Oh, it was sad, really, to visit. His mum uh, was terminally ill and she didn't have long to go, so we granted him uh, a visit. Um, so, yeah, we had to go down to... Uh, all the way down. So, where was it? In one Croydon, I think it was, to this hospital. Now... The, gov the governor here who sent us, like, just give him an hour. I'm like, fucking hell, mate, his mum's dying, but anyway. Uh, we went, and... Um, so, I have to stay outside with the van, luckily, because uh, I'm not very good with people, especially when they die with cancer, because it obviously brings back memories of me old, me old fella. Um, so... I had to stay outside with the van, so I'm like, yeah, okay. So, fucking, in London, man, it's weird parking. You, you park, you have to park up, you park up in the car park, and then you have to log into this app. You have to get this app and log into it and then pay on this app before you go out. And, um, so, like, ugh, I knew I'd get it back, so it's not like a problem. Luckily, it was not the end of, near the end of the month, so I had a bit of money in the bank. Uh, and I was sat there, like, two and a half hours, and I was getting a bit worried because fuck, they've had no contact with because they had the mobile. They've had no contact with me or nothing. And, I mean, I weren't bothered. I'm glad. If it was all right, I was glad because if your mum, your mum's dying, you're going in cuffed up to two officers. Not very nice anyway. Um, and I'm thinking, I'm not... Oh, I'm not bothered about that because give him as long as he likes. I'm not bothered either way. Um, but then we're in his area, you know, in London. So you don't know. You just don't know. So I was getting a bit worried and I tried to ring him, but he must have turned the phone off because they were in the hospital and it was... Um, obviously, it was... Um, a cancer ward, and they didn't want to mess around with the machine because, as you can imagine, they quite old and cheap mobile phones that the prison give us. So, uh, yeah, but eventually they rang me. Fucking nearly 10 quid it cost me in car parts. Anyway, I drove round and I said, Oh, mate, I was telling like the uh, the officer I was with was Gat. No, I can't mention his name, sorry. Um, because he still works there. And I said, can I get... Oh, I nearly said it again. I said, you had to be worried there, mate. He said, oh, I couldn't... Matt, he said, if you'd have been there, you wouldn't have been able to walk out after an hour. It was so emotional. So I'm like, oh, no worries about that. I weren't worried about that, mate. I was worried about... Because we're down here and it's his area. Ah, um, uh, yeah, and so... Yeah, I'm glad, like, he said it was a bit emotional. I'd have been crying my eyes out. Um, like when I went to uh, oh 
we got him back to prison, all right, and he he was really grateful. Uh, and the next day, I seen him. I said, "How's your mum?" She said, "She died last night." So we got him there in good time, really. So we did see her before she died. So yeah, it was quite. Well, glad's not the right word, I suppose, but I was happy that we got him there to see his mum before he died because I saw my dad when he died, and I was so grateful that I was with him on his last moments. Um, and imagine so was he, but obviously I can't ask him that. So yeah, it was. Uh, that was one of the good ones. Uh, it's a long way to go with us, and yeah, and, and the officers were good, and because some of them were right by the boat, they were like, right, we're going now. Where well, you can't really say that, can you? Uh, <coughs> and we made a bit of money on overtime, so bonus. Um, so yeah, that was one. Another one, the um, was a bit um, wasn't prisoners really this time. It was we um, we had nine. Was it ten? Can't remember now. Uh, nine it was nine prisoners for transfer to this um, uh, Feverston, not Feverston. Oh God, what was it called? Anyway, it worked. No, not Peverston, the one next to it. It was a private prison, anyway. Um, and uh, Geo Amy, in their wisdom, sent a three-seater. And we're like, well, you've got nine of them here. Oh, yeah, we'll have to do three trips. I said, fucking hell. I said, you better explain to them what they're there, then, because, you know, no one likes being locked in a room with nine of you. In, well two rooms, five and four, for hours, and seeing someone go, and then they were saying, you can't go yet. Um, so uh, this was in the afternoon as well, so I was like, well, you're going to be there and back, like, three times. And look at the time. Oh, well, uh, we haven't got any other vehicles available. So I thought, Jesus. But they've known since the day before they were taking nine. So anyway, I, I got, our manager says, well, we'll take three. Um, this is about an hour and a half later when the fucking upstairs had finally come to make a decision as usual. So um, we we got we got them in loaded up in the prison van. You know, we free, we had a free free cell a van. Um, I'd got my own um, well, sat nav out of the van um, because I'd never been to these prisons before. So. Gets in his van, it's fucking, it's winter, it's fucking freezing, um, and especially in the back. So we've got like three prisoners locked to the cell, an officer in the back and an officer in the front of me. Um, but what I forgot, because when um, last journey I went on, I put it on the um, shortest route instead of the quickest route. Um, so I, I, I forgot to change it, Anna. So I put this postcode in, um, and it sent me. So not having been there before, I'm like, yeah, turning along, and uh, so and then because turn right, because turn right, and we end up on this country one track, country lane. So my mate sat next to me, Jake, and he goes, Matt. This is this can't be the way to a jail. 
and this jail's a big jail. Um, I said, well, the sat-nav says it is, and so I'm like, I'm going down this country, and sorry, I must tell you, at the time it was when we was having these dead bad winds, and fucking trees were getting knocked down and all kinds of shit. So I'm in this big, I'll say, a Luton van, uh, with three prisoners in the back, two of my colleagues, and we're driving down this country road, which is just wide enough for us, so if someone come the other way, we'd be fucked. Uh, comes round this bend, and the prison, the, the red dot for the prison's getting nearer. So I'm like, oh, it must be down here. Because some prisons are, like, our, our prison was in the middle of the country. I've been to... Anyway, so we go I turn this bend and this fucking tree has fell out, been blown down right in the middle of the track. However big and strong we are, we're not going to fucking move that. It's like, shit. And they had to reverse, I, I kid you not, I had to reverse about half a mile in this fucking van. And it was scratches and crunches and all kinds of shit. And, and then as we turned around, I I'm like, fuck, I said to my mate, I said, fuck, I've, I've got this on the shortest route, said the quickest. And <laughs> so I changed it, and we were there in 10 minutes, went back up this country road, and we were fucking, it would have got us there, if that tree wouldn't have been in the way, but uh, yeah, it was only round corner. So uh, yeah, that was a a silly one. Um, one at worst was they went on again. Oh no, there was one I went on, and there was um, we got a taxi. I was in the back, and I was cuffed to his prison with uh, Dave Jones. What a dad, Dave! Um, if you're listening, um, and he was. Um, Quite a bad sex offender. This uh, this chap. He was um, he was yeah he was called Davis as well. But anyway, so we got to, we got to the hospital. Um, obviously, we don't make a big thing out of him being a, a sex offender. So uh, we sat there and we're in the waiting room. Um, it was an appointment, so it wasn't like an emergency. Anyway, we sat there for quite a while. Um, and I forgot my fags, and I oh, fucking hell. So uh, I went back to my, chi- my childhood and tried, I thought, I said to Dave, I'm just going to nip out and some fresh air, and, and he knows what that means, but the prison didn't. Um, tried to scab a fag off someone. Um, and as I was going out, you know, these fucking little people who greet you at the door and tell you where to go and all this. Um, as I walk past, he says, uh, excuse me. So, yeah, yeah, what's up, mate? So I'm there, right? I've got my uniform on. I've got my belt. I've got my baton. Because you've you got to take your baton with your own escorts. Mm. And all my stuff, my cut-down now, everything. You know, I've all... The only thing I've not got is my CS... Oh, we didn't have it then. It's my radio. I had everything else. Even the first aid kit, everything. Uh, Jones, who was cuffed to him. So I said, yes, mate, what's up? He said, I know what your prison's done. I said, well, well done, mate. I said, but, you know, you don't need to make that public um, because, you know, confidentiality and all that. He said, well, I don't think he should be in this uh, in this waiting room when his children are about. I said, mate, you've got two prison officers with him, very experienced 
were cuffed to him. So if he tries to do anything, we're going to take control of him and get him out of here. You don't have to worry about that. I said, but, you know, he's here to see the doctor, so, you know, was, well, I, I, I'm, I'm going to tell people. I said, mate, you tell people and I'll be restraining you. I said, shut your mouth, do your little job of greeting people and leave it to the professionals. You see what I mean, busybodies. And I, I get it, but he's cuffed to an officer, there's two of us there, he's not going to do now. God help him if he did. Um, so, yeah, I had, I had to go to, I went to the, um, the nurse and I, I told him, and she went mad. She said, he shouldn't be saying that to anybody, never mind you. Um, so I, I hope he got a good bollocking. I wouldn't want him to lose his job, just use it as a learning curve, mate, because next time, if he was in a bad mood, I'd have ragged it out. Um, so we had to go in another room and wait. We were still waiting hours. It didn't get us in any quicker. And then the, um, it was that bad, they had to keep him in. So, yeah. But it's just, I get the public, but, you know, most of them realise, yeah, he's not going to do now, mate, because he's cuffed to us. And if he'd have started staring at kids, right, I'd have slapped his head. And I mean that. So, uh, yeah, the, one of them was um, a young lad. Bit of a fucking, you know, one of these gangster men and all that. I think he's a big gangster. So we took him to this hospital. He was fucking talking shit all the way there. And I'm like, I had two dead good officers with me who were just like staring no one was listening to him. Um, we got him to the hospital. He was only in there about 10 minutes and he was fucking waste of time. Remember? And he starts talking like a gangster, you know, like these gangster kids. And I'm like, oh, fuck God. I said, mate, just, can you just shut up for a minute? Just give us a bit of peace, man. And uh, he starts on me then. He's like threatening me and calling me a nonce and all this kind of shit. And how he's going to get his boys to get me from this. Mate, two things, your boys are not going to get me. Second thing, call me all you want. I said, my colleagues call me a nonce because they're fucking idiots. I said, so just shut up and let me drive you back, for fuck's sake. Oh, mate, he started all this shit. And in the end, I'm like, listen, mate, shut your fucking mouth. So I'll, come, I'll stop the car and I'll fucking rag you out and kick your shit, kick fuck out of you. Obviously, I wouldn't. <coughs> but, so, oh, my, he's going on. I was going to get his boys to come down and all that. I'm like, oh, fucking hell. I said, mate, I've heard this before of lads who are a lot harder and a lot bigger than you. Not some fucker who runs around with 10-year-olds thinking he's an hard man. Um, and he's going on. And then my mate's in the back and he just said, mate, shut up. He said, Mark, shut up. I went, yeah, OK, fair enough. And he turned to his friend, he said, right, you can fucking shut your mouth now and all. And he said, oh, what? He said, I'll fucking smash your teeth in and knock you unconscious till we get back to prison. And he was a big fucker, mate, he played rugby and all that. The prison look must have... Because he knew I couldn't do that because I was driving, so that's why he was giving it me. Uh, and my colleague just said, I'll knock your fucking teeth out. I'll knock your teeth down your throat and knock you unconscious. And he just fucking shut up. Fucking gate, because Dave was sorry, he was sat right next to him, so he could have done it. And he was a big fucker, I tell you. Uh, so yeah, that shut that idiot up. Got back to jail, 
got him in, into reception and he uncuffed him and he starts again. So, he had my big massive colleague and three reception staff come round him and he's like, he looked round and he's like, he just shut up. I said, I was tempted to go by to him, but I think my mates would have given me a bollocking. So, yeah, some exciting, <laughs> some good uh, escorts. Uh, there was one where I didn't, I weren't actually involved in the escort. I'd been somewhere else because I was doing escort driving then because I needed a bit of a break because my head had gone a bit looper. Um, so I'm back at reception and I'm helping them out and I'm doing some reception work. And then um, Paige come out, I think it was Paige, right, it might have been Gaz. And he's like, Mark, you need to go and um, pick them up from Burton Queens. I'm like, yeah, OK, because, yeah. So I'm like, I hang on, they've only been, they only went about half an hour ago, they finished already. Because I'm like, I would have waited if I knew it was going to be that quick, because I was there already dropping someone off. And he went, no, mate, there's a bit, there's been a problem. Uh, some of his, one of his mates was there and they were talking. He said, oh, I'll go and get the lads to come and see you. So obviously we've got to go and get him. So I'm like, fuck. So, yeah. It was a bit. It was a bit of a security issue, to be fair. Um, so I dashed down there, and I mean dashed. It was like I wish I'd have had blue lights because it could have turned nasty if a big mob of his mates had turned up, innocently or not. It's quite intimidating, isn't it? Um, but to be, what the procedure would be with that is that as staff. You get him, you tell the nurses what's happening, and you walk, or like I did with that nuns, I mean sex offender, <coughs> and you get put in a separate room, but they just sat there. I got to the hospital, and they were still sat there in um, in the waiting area. I was like, fucking hell, I said, what, what are you doing? Oh, well, we didn't know what to do. I said, this this is what happens when you send an experienced staff. Um but to me, it was common. It was common sense. You're going to get all his mates to come round. You need to uh, hide, right? And if the nurses can't can't accommodate that, piss off. Go somewhere else and wait and ring up. Ring, you know, you rang the prison, yeah. Anyway, um, I parked. I'd not parked in the front. I parked on the back. And I'm like, like, quick, come on out. So we got out, and this lad's like to me, uh, I said, mate, shut up, and just come out. I weren't in the mood for any nonsense. I needed to get him out. I'm not going to stand there discussing with him when he, 10 of his mates could be coming down the road. I said, come on, out. So we got him out, got him in the van, and and they told me to take him to Derby from Burton, Queens, take him to Derby Royal, out of the way. So... Um, he says to me, where are we going? Because he'd been sent out on emergency, so... I said, well, obviously... Uh, we're in the vehicle now. I said, obviously, uh, you're sat in here. We're going to take you to Derby. He says, um, there's no point. So I said, what do you mean there's no, for, no point? He says, I know more people in Derby than I do here. And if they tell them... Well, I'm like, shit. So I get... I've lot, I jump out, I lock the doors, and I'm on the phone, um, and I explain to him. And he said, 
oh, we're sending the security manager up. I said, yeah, okay. I said, oh, I hope they're not too long because I need to get out of here for obvious reasons. And as I said that, the van pulled up. So, um, yeah, the uh, he security manager turned up and she was with a big, massive dog handler like, who plays American football. Um, so, uh, yeah, they took over then and they took him. The, the weird thing is, right, they took him out of my van, put him in theirs, and they took him back to prison. So I'm behind him in my van. I was like, well, why didn't you tell me just to bring him back to prison? Uh, but anyway, it's bet. I suppose it's the common sense of people. Um, so, yeah, that's how it was. That was uh, another uh, weirdy one. So we didn't get many of them because of them. Oh, yeah, there was one... Uh, I was going to say we don't get many of them because of some of them, obviously, they go to Burton, Queens, or Derby Royal, and they're from London and all over the country, so we don't get many like that. Um, one of them, we, uh, I had to take him... He was a Freeman escort because he was uh, going to Walsall and he was known for absconding from the police when he was in his hometown. We had to inform his mother that he was going because he was having an operation uh, and it was a three-man escort. So we had a manager with us and then the two officers cuffed to him uh, and he was having an operation. Um, it was a day day operation, so he was having it we, and then bringing him back that later on that day. Uh, so we're walking down, the, took him in the room and he went through all the preliminaries and, but, and it... He had to wait. He had to wait in his room while they got the uh, surgery ready. So uh, to come in, he said, "Right, we're ready for you now." And we had to walk down this fucking dead long corridor to this operating room. So I'm like thinking, "Well, this reminds me of a film." So I started saying, "I'm walking down the film road, dead man walking." Walking a mile, and his prisoner were pissing himself. The manager in between laughing was, Mark, Mark, shut up, shut up. <laughs> so you got to bring a bit of human into it, innit? And we had to walk the mile then, and then the, but we couldn't, obviously we couldn't go in the operating theatre, we had to uncuff him. Um, and the operation didn't take long. Um, and then we... we they told us not to cuff him while he was recovering, so we're all stood down his bed, like worried parents, uh, and he started coming round, so we started cuffing him, and his nurses goes, do you have to do that in here? It's an hospital. I'm going, yeah, mate, he's, he's a cat B prisoner, he's a dangerous prisoner. Um, it's like, do you not... So, yeah, we, have to, we cuffed him then brought him back. And for ages, he, when I was walking down the route, and I, I heard him shout out the window... Dead man walking! <laughs> Which is a bit inappropriate in a jail, but I knew what he meant. Um, so, yeah, there was, yeah, that was a good one. Um, but I always try to have a good chat. Like, I laugh with the prisoners and the chat because it keeps them calm because they're all giddy because they're going outside for a bit. Um, it, it was one of them. This is when I was later on, I was driving. Um, and we, we had to take this 
his gay prisoner to um, the sexual health clinic, <laughs> and he had these two big, big male, uh, male officers with him, <laughs> um, and we sat in this, male, this sexual health clinic, and there was all kinds of people in the waiting room, and I was a bit, and I'm like, yeah, I'll wait outside, so I went outside with Van. Um, for the smoke, really, but yeah, you get you get the drift normally when I'm talking about it. Um, and they come out, and I swear to God, these two officers were fucking bright red. And this prisoner was laughing. I said, "What? What's happening there?" He has to get his um, his cock out and everything to show the doctor. But these two couldn't uncuff him because so they stood there while his doctor's fucking talking about examining his balls and his cock and he's going on about it. He's got, he's got chlamydia. Um, and they're like, well, you need to stop having sex then. He said, he goes to that, well, that's how I make me, um, my cell look nice. So they had to give him loads of condoms and he's like, for fuck's sake. These two were so embarrassed, mate. It was unbelievable. And, uh, me and this prisoner were just winding them up all the way back. It was <laughs> brilliant. So, yeah, um, it was things like that. Um, I can tell you now, because I couldn't say that. But I went to one lad, he'd um, lost lost his leg, and he was going to this uh, the amputee hospital to um, get a having a prosthetic leg fitted. So, um, again... I dropped him off, and normally they're not that long, they're quite quick, but this time he was having it fitted properly, so it's going to be a while. Um, and I've seen this, um, oh God, what did he call him? Anyway, I saw this um, shop across the road, and I thought, oh, go on. So I thought, oh, I'll get I'll get the lads one as well, because I was a bit, beginning at mum, so I was a bit pushed. <laughs> so, uh I went in and I thought, I can't leave, we can't be sat there eating bacon butties. Oh, what are you calling? Oat cakes. I got bacon and bacon and cheese oat cakes. And I'm like, I can't leave the prison out. Um, so I got four. Um, and I just got back and I just stepped mine. And I'm thinking, well, if you don't want it, I can have another one. Fucking... <laughs> Winner, winner. Uh, so, anyway, they come out and I said, yeah, lads, I've got your, um, an oat cake. And, I, 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 and he's looking like this. I said, yeah, it's all right, mate, I've got you one, I won't leave you. Um, and, my God, he was so grateful. He's just like, oh, thanks, Gov, thanks, Gov. And I hate being called Gov. I said, my name's Mark. Just call me Mark. Um, Oh, he, he fucking, it was like he was having a four-course meal and back at van, the ums and the ahs and the ugh. It was, um, it was worth it. Uh, the other two were doing the same, but anyway, I was pissed off and I should have saved mine and ate with him, but anyway, he fucking loved it. Um, and then he goes, actually, I shouldn't eat this, I'm a Muslim. I said, you fucking ate it all, are you? And he looked at me and said, you do Friday prayer, don't you, Mark? I went, yeah. I said, don't tell anyone. I said, no, mate, as long as you don't tell anyone about you one, because they'll all fucking want one next time. <laughs> Technically, I didn't want the boss to know, but I couldn't leave him out. Who would be that cruel? I mean, you could say, oh, you shouldn't have had one yourself, but 
I got one myself, I could have got away with that, but then I felt bad because, yeah, you know, it's my good side. Don't come out often, but it does normally. So anyway, that's a few stories from hospital escorts. Good and bad. Uh, mostly they were good. Uh, prisoners were quite happy if they'd have got stuck in traffic for hours and they loved it because they were outside. Uh, others were dickheads, but I think they're dickheads and in general, like that fucker who was threatening me with his, his gang, which were all under 15. That's why he was in jail. Um, so, yeah, there'll be more to come probably, but uh, that's it. So, thank you and speak to you later.